Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. Open your Bibles if you go to Psalms, the 100th chapter, Psalms 100. We're going to begin there today. And I want to talk to you about having a heart of gratitude and how that it brings so much honor and glory to God. Now, this coming um, Thursday, of course, you're getting together with your family. And let me just say this. I forgot to say this in the first service. And Pastor Vicky mentioned something to me yesterday. And, and uh, um, so tell, tell all of you as families tomorrow, I mean, on, excuse me, on Thursday, uh, to take communion together. Uh, even before you have dinner. Just take communion together. Uh, I mean, you know, you don't necessarily, I mean, you don't necessarily need grape juice. You can find any kind of juice, uh, and you don't need, you know, you use a cracker. I mean, it's, it's what you're celebrating, not what you're eating. Can I have an amen? And, but as a family, do that. And just as a family, here's another thing you should do as a family. Uh, just uh, take a few moments. Just go around the table and express uh, what, uh, what kind of thanksgiving you have, uh, you know, or what you need to be thankful for. We had a, you know, overall, we had a great year uh, as a family. We had a great year in ministry. And so we need to be thankful. Great year. I hope if you had a great year in business, even if you had a challenging year, give God praise that next year is even going to be better in Jesus' name. Always have an attitude of gratitude. Amen. And then make sure that you come out Tuesday night, this coming Tuesday night for our special Thanksgiving service. If you have a testimony, bring it. Praise God. We'd love to hear it because God is a good God and we need to hear about his goodness. Can I have an amen? amen. Psalms 100 verse 1 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. And serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. We've been doing that. Verse 4 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving uh, and into his courts with praise and be thankful unto him (coughs) and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations, including ours. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. You know, when you think about the faithfulness of God, let me say this very carefully so you understand. God isn't faithful to us. God is faithful to his word in us. Just remember that. God isn't faithful to us. He's faithful to the word that he gave us. uh, And as we put that word in us, we keep it there. It grows in us. It comes out of our mouths, praise God. Then God will honor those very things in our lives. (laughs) Again, say amen if you believe it. And expressions of, of praise and gratitude or thanksgiving is seen throughout the whole Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament, as men and women and children of the Most High God acknowledged his love and his faithfulness. Now, King David, it's amazing, we, we sang this one part, which I'll explain in a moment, in the song we sang earlier. King David was a man who loved God. The Bible says he was a man after God's heart. And not only did he love God, he praised God and was all, throughout the scriptures, you see often how he, uh, even in the midst of great adversity, you know, when he was anointed to be king of Israel, it was that really time in his life where all 
forgive the saying, but all hell came against his life when, uh, when the devil recognized that he was going to be the next uh, king of Israel. And so in the midst of great adversary, adversity, my goodness, he had an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of praise to God. Three of the scriptures, I just wrote these three down. There are many, but this three, only have time for a few. Psalms 35, 18 says, David says, I will give thee thanks <coughs> in the great congregation, and I will praise thee among much people. Psalms 50, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Amen. It, uh, you know, once in a while, I mean, you know, we get busy and, uh, and sometimes we forget to give God thanks for certain things. We should be giving him thanks every day of our lives. And when you get up in the morning, thank him that the, the, the breath that you just took, the, the, the beat of the heart you just heard uh, is a gift from him. Give him praise. Amen. Give him praise for that. Hallelujah that uh, he gives us life and life more abundantly. Amen. Psalm 69, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Amen. And I'm telling you, he, he was the king of Israel, ultimately became the Israel, king of Israel, and his attitude of gratitude had a positive effect upon the whole nation of Israel And as you study the history of his reigning for those 40 years. And then I was reminded of the story of the Israelites when they came out in Exodus, you know, 12, continue from Exodus 12 on, you read the story of how God brought uh, Israel deliverance from 430 years of slavery uh, through the um, uh, ministry of Moses. In fact, uh, if you, when you study the, tw uh, the, ten, the 10 miracles that took place before the Pharaoh let them go, these weren't just miracles. They were spectacular. There was, there's never been such supernatural miracles since that time of such, 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 I mean, such huge miracles. And God gave them that for a reason, because he wanted them to preserve a heart of thanksgiving uh, as, they as they made their faith journey to the promised land. And listen, that journey was for only 11 days. In fact, it was so exciting that once, when, just think about this. Uh, I wish I had time. I think they said, I, I, I read it one time, that for, um, uh, for the um, uh, Israelites that were about 3 million people, for them to cross that, uh, uh, the Red Sea in one night, the, the, it would had to be, the, the, it had to be three miles, the, the spread of water had to be three miles wide. Three miles wide. Amen. And then the Bible said the ground dried up. The wind uh, also dried the ground up. Praise God. They didn't have to go, uh, you know, in ace, uh, waist high mud. They went on dry ground. Hallelujah. Isn't that something how wonderful God made the journey for them? And so when they got to the other side, they turned around. And all of a sudden, this wall of water came rushing down and covered all of the uh, army of Egypt. And Miriam got so excited, she got her tambourine out. Hallelujah. And she started singing this old chorus that we saying years ago, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and the rider thrown into the sea. We used to sing that. Remember? Yeah. Those who know it, sing it. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and the rider thrown into the sea. That's how excited she was. I mean, they were praising God. But guess what? That, that, that attitude of gratitude lasted only three days. And three days later, they were embittered by the waters that they came to to be refreshed because they were bitter. And of course, Moses took care of that. But my point is that, that listen, 11-day journey, because of this attitude of, of, of ungratefulness, uh, their 11-day journey turned into 40 years. 40 years. 
That is the fruit of a thankless life. And you know what? We could, I mean, we have, as a, I mean, for the most part, as Americans, we have no reason to murmur. I've traveled, Vic and I have traveled to many nations, and there's no greater nation than the United States of America. And she is great because God made her great. Can I have an amen? So we need to be thankful. One of the most powerful, we'll just share this story and then uh, won't be here long today. One of the most powerful stories of praise and thanksgiving was seen in the life of Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas, you turn to Acts 16 if you want, we'll read a little bit. In Acts 16, Paul and Silas, uh, um, they had, um, if you'll study right before verse 16, you'll find out that they, Paul and Silas, had just ministered to and led a woman, a very successful business entrepreneur named Lydia, led her to the Lord. In fact, Tony Cook, they studied history, and they said she was extremely wealthy, very successful businesswoman, yet she, when they shared the gospel, praise God, she recognized that she, uh, she had everything except Jesus. And so she rendered, surrendered her life to Christ. And in the midst of that, of course, um, if you're going to advance God's kingdom, there's going to be adversity. It's just part of the journey. I said, it's part of the journey. And uh, many, uh, David said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. It didn't stop there. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. Hallelujah. And isn't that something? You, everybody wants a testimony, uh, t- uh, t- but they don't want the test before the money. Amen. And uh, so just hours preceding this great display of God's mercy and love, um, uh, they, they had seen a display of God's power in this woman's life. And then the Bible says, Acts 16, it came to pass as we went to prayer. The Bible says, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying, or she was, uh, she was uh, operated as a fortune teller and um, uh, operating with familiar spirits. Um, the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Now you think, hey, she was a witness for Jesus. No, she wasn't. She was not, she was not promoting the ministries of Paul and Silas. She was mocking them. And the Bible says she did this many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. We need to start practicing that. Because I do believe with all my heart there are more demon-possessed people today than ever before uh, up to this point. Well, I suppose every generation has them. I suppose they do. But we have them today more than ever because of the way the nation has been moving away from the Lord. If you agree, say amen to that. So she did it many days. Now, Paul cast the spirit out of her, and, he, and, and the demon spirit came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains were gone, they caught Paul and Silas, drew them into the marketplace under the rulers, and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. Are you kidding me? That's fake news. It was. They weren't doing anything but helping people. We're living in such corruption today, guys and gals. You better walk with God. We have judges that are corrupt. We've got lawyers that are corrupt. This precious young man who simply tried to preserve his life from being taken, killed two guys, and act of self-defense. And man, they wanted to kill him. They wanted to hang him. They wanted to string him up. 
And he went through the whole process, judicial process, and they found him to be not guilty. And what do they do? They go and start riots and start destroying property and burning down buildings. You may not think it's, you may not think, you may think it's okay, you know, whoever runs our country, America's still going to be fine. You're dead wrong. Yes, there's no political party going to save America, but praise God, I'd rather have somebody in office that has respect and honor and love for this nation, not try to destroy it. And if you vote for me, no, only God. <laughs> oh, God, no. Anyway, and the multitude rose up together. And against them. And the magistrates rent off their clothes. They tore the clothes off of Paul and Silas and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. That's what they get for loving on someone and setting them free. And I love the next verse, verse 25. And at midnight... And the Lord said to me, he says, if you're going to truly live for Christ and, and you truly want to advance this kingdom, you're going to have some midnights in your life. Uh, some midnights spiritually, physically, emotionally, socially, and even financially. Some midnights. We've had plenty of midnights in ministry since we've been here. But praise God, hallelujah, the, day, the daylight is going to shine. And I love David. Actually, we sang this in the song. He had plenty of midnights uh, in his own life. And yet he was the one who penned the verse the pen, the verse that says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. God is just saying, keep your faith in the Lord. And things are subject to change. Just trust in God. No matter how dark it gets, hallelujah, joy will come in the morning if you'll trust in the Lord. Amen. He'll turn things around for you. You got to trust in him. Can I have an amen? At midnight, the Bible says, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. I mean, come on. What kind of people are these? They've been beaten. Their, their, their backs are opened up, with uh, uh, sliced open with those whips, and they're bleeding, and, 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 and they're singing praises to God. Hallelujah. What are they singing? Great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. I mean, it had to have been crazy to everybody listening that they were doing just the opposite of everybody else would have done. They'd have been complaining, murmuring, and blaming God, but not these guys. They were praising God and giving thanks to the Lord for his faithfulness. Amen. The Bible says that the prisoners heard it. Hallelujah. They heard the thankfulness of God. They heard the goodness of God, the love of God, the faithfulness of God. They may have simply been sharing stories, uh, former stories of, of God's goodness uh, uh, in the Old Testament. They probably were. That's what they responded to. The stories of God's delivering his people so often. God healing people, setting people free. And the Bible says that everyone in jails heard it. And suddenly, verse 26, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken, hallelujah, to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. I mean, think about that. Not just their chains. When Peter was in prison, just his chains come off. In this situation, their praises shook the foundation of the whole prison and everyone's shackles came off. Hallelujah. See, that's what God wants. The Lord said to me, how many people do we live around every day that are shackled by fear and oppression and hopelessness and, and, and physical bondage? I mean, the people are suffering and we are the only ones that have experienced the shackle breaking power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Yes, we had COVID, but we got through it. Hallelujah. This is what you have to celebrate. Just stop always thinking what you did wrong for getting something. We didn't do anything wrong. We're just living for God. And we ended up catching it from somebody, but praise God. Hallelujah. We got loosed from it too. Praise the Lord. Can I have an amen? Thank you, Lord. God is good. I said, God is good. Amen. He really is. The jailer woke up, verse 27, to see the prison doors open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted, don't stop, don't kill yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon, fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And, and look at the next response. Then he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They had to have been talking about the salvation of God. They had to have been talking about the goodness of God for this jailer to respond the way he did because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Even at that hour, oh, oh, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Well, they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord. They shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. You know, I think we, and I've said this, I've said this to the earth, I think there's been a great, um, a, 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 a great harm has come to the family of God overall because instead, of, we who are adults, instead of praising God, we complain so much and then our, that gets on our children and our children grow up not to trust God. Say, God is good. Say all the time. He really is. And we should be a people of praise, not a people that complain all the time. If you agree, say Amen. So even at that hour, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. <laughs> I mean, this might have been one, two, three o'clock in the morning. And, um, and he brought them into this house, set a meal before them. Watch this. And he and his higher, uh, entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. And that would have never, this was the fruit of two men who were willing to suffer for righteousness sake. This is the fruit of two men who w- were willing to take the beating that, that they took just simply to get this jailer saved and his family. The Bible says in Psalms 107, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of, of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Just as humans, uh, just because of the dynamic nature that we carry, uh, we tend to look at always at the glass half full rather than the glass half, I mean half empty rather than the glass half full. You agree with me on that? I mean, that's just human nature. To always, always com- be complaining about the small things of life rather than just giving God praise every day for every little thing. I said praise for every little thing. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I was walking in my garage the other day, cleaning my garage. My wife, she just you know, loves everything clean. And so I'm picking things up and, and, and putting things away and praising the Lord. And, and, uh, and I just loving talking to the Lord and just enjoying the day, working out in the garage. And, and, uh, and then I, I mean, I walked over. My Harley is up on a stand now. Uh, poor thing is retired for the winter. So, and I looked at it and I said, oh God, now, I've had this bike, it'll be seven years now. And I said, looked at it, I said, oh, God, thank you. 
This, uh, thank you for this motorcycle. It's paid for. And thank you for this motorcycle. Such a wonderful little thing. And then I turned, I, 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 I just talked her up. And rawr, 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 rawr. I said, that sounds like the coming of Jesus. Oh, it was just. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, come on. Uh, uh, I just, I just rejoice. Thank God for every little thing in your life. Amen. And then, and, and then you won't forget to thank him when the big things come as well. Can I have an amen? The word thanksgiving in the Hebrew means, it means yada, or it's the Hebrew word yada. It means to extend the hands in adoration, to, uh, in adoration and praise. To extend the hands in adoration and praise. Why don't you go ahead and do that right now? Extend the hands in adoration and praise. Everybody, extend your hands in adoration. Now tell the Lord he's worthy of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell him he's worthy of honor and praise. Hallelujah. We bless you today, God. We honor you with our hearts and with our lives. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's beautiful. That's, when I look out and see that, that's beautiful. And that's beautiful in the eyes of God when we do it uh, towards him. In my 50 years of walking with God, and I have, I've learned that the thing, and that, listen, this is important. I've learned that thing, the thing that pleases him the most is a thankful heart. That's what pleases him the most. Just being thankful. Oh, just be thankful that every morning you wake up, the heart's still beating. Every morning you wake up, you, 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 the breath that you breathe is the gift from God. When you wake up healthy, thank him for his health. When you wake up sick, thank him that you're getting healed by the stripes of Jesus. I mean, just thank him. Give, have a thankful heart. It blesses him. When I was, um, when I was um, in the uh, trucking business, we owned a Mayflower moving franchise. And uh, it's funny, uh, Vicki and I, we got married. She was uh, barely 18 and I was 20. And... Um, and uh, uh, Except for a, a, a little while, we've been working side by side our whole lives. Amen. And uh, uh, what a tremendous, what, what a tremendous helper God brought me. And when we owned the trucking business, she would pack all these houses. I mean, she had three kids to take care of, and 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 and, uh, and we had th- a three-acre uh, little ranch. And, um, and in the midst of all that, we worked side by side. I mean, we even wallpapered side by side. Now that, you do that, you know you've conquered divorce when you can wallpaper together. I mean, that is a stressful thing. And we did, we did we, all this stuff, been doing all this stuff together all these years, praise God. And then, of course, ministry as well. But I remember when I was driving, um, in 1973, I went on the road full time, uh, January uh, of, of 1973, and about March, I was down in Indianapolis, Indiana, I had some work done on my truck, and I took off from there to go to Dallas, Texas, which is not that far, and, but there was a, a, a specific piece of equipment that was um, not working in my truck, and when a, a, a pin would break, and it would, uh, it, it would um, stop the compressor that runs the air brakes for your truck uh, to quit. And of course, when that happened, my brakes would lock up, the emergency brakes would lock up, and there I'd be sitting on the road, couldn't move. And so I'd get under there, and I'd try to do some of the work myself, and every time I stuck a pin in it, it would break because there was not a steel, like a hard steel pin. Uh, pin. And, uh, but I broke down seven times on that trip. And I remember, I mean, just, I was, I was 22 years old, um, weighed 128 pounds, you know, all by myself, no cell phones, you know, nothing. I mean, I had an atlas map, you know, and uh, out there in the middle, pitch dark on the road down in Louisiana. Well, Louisiana's spooky anyway. It's spooky in the daytime, but it's just nighttime. And, uh, and a guy, guy in a big semi pulled up behind me, 
in one, at one time in Louisiana, and, uh, and thank God he had the right kind of pen and, and, and helped me fix it. And when I was, I, I swear he was an angel from heaven. But on that trip, I wrote a song called I'm Blessed. I'm Blessed. See, my ad- attitude is everything. I mean, the song should have, I should have been singing, I'm cursed, I'm cursed. In the city, I'm cursed enough. No, I, I, I read Deuteronomy 28, and I just started to sing, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. In the city, I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in the fruit of my body. As my life to Christ, I yield. I'm blessed in my basket. My storehouse is always full. I'm the head and not the tail since Jesus made me whole. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm singing this, and I'm going, this is crazy. Never under, I, and I was completely off of drugs. <laughs> Amen. I was saturated with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. And I'm just telling you, man, you know, a lot of the songs I've sang, uh, I, I, I've written, you know, have come from the revelation knowledge of God's word, but that it changes your life. Uh, it changes your life. When you hear the word of God and you hear the hope that it brings to you, it changes your life, praise God. It doesn't bring you hopelessness, it brings you hope. It doesn't bring you weakness, it brings you strength. Amen? Does it bring you anxiety? It brings you peace, praise the Lord. Amen. First Peter 2, I'm closing. I've got to run down, or rewind this down. First Peter 2 says this. This is a message Bible. I love it. <coughs> you want know, to bring that up? First Peter. But you are the ones chosen by God. Say, I'm chosen by God. For chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work, watch this, and speak out, keep going, for him to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Is that awesome or what? That's our call. That's our call. God never called you. God never called, God never said, okay, when, after I make you perfect, you got everything together, then I'm going to use you. No, you'll never be used. You'll never be used. God wants you to use you right now in the measure that he set you free, and it may just be a small measure. Use it for his glory, and he'll keep setting you free in other areas. Come on, give God praise. That's true. God wants to use you for his glory. You are the instrument. To speak out for him. Tell others of the night and day difference he's made. Man, he's made a great difference in our lives. Can I have an amen? amen. First Thessalonians 5 verse 16 says, Be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad-hearted continually, always. Be unceasing in prayer, praying perseveringly. Amen. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Thank him. Why? Thank him that he's your deliverer. Thank him that he's your provider. Thank him that he's your healer. Thank you that he's your peace. Thank you that he's your wisdom. Come on, everybody. He is. He's got to be everything that to you. He is to me. Thank God in everything, no matter the circumstances may be. Be thankful. Give thanks for this is the will of God for you who are in Christ, the revealer and mediator of that will. Amen. I said Amen. Praise the Lord. I want you to stand. I want to pray for you today. Musicians, you can come. Say this out loud. God is a good God. God Say it again. He really is. He's a good God. I mean, he really is. More than we know. More than we realize. God doesn't love you based on your performance. He just loves you. 
Did you hear me? He just loves you. Of course, you know, he's not pleased, just like any parent wouldn't be pleased, you know, if our children just simply decided, no way, I'm going to honor you and obey you, listen to you, respect you. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do my own thing. God wouldn't be pleased with that, but it wouldn't change his love for you. Say, God loves me. God loves me. Amen. He really does. Now, he wants you to grow up. He wants you to become responsible. Amen. To not only read his word, but, but to accept the responsibility to walk it out in your life. You can't earn his favor. You have his favor. Walking in the favor of God. I'm walking in the favor of God. Well, you may think it's strange and even kind of odd, but I'm walking in the favor of God. See, it's just, that's just, thank you, Father. I'm walking in your favor. Not because I do everything right, but because I believe that. Walking in the favor of God. Amen. Sing songs like that every day. It'll inspire you, strengthen you, pick you up. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.